0: hello hello and welcome to episode 46 of all booked up the buffalo and erie county public libraries podcast about books movies and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And
1: I am Jacob Maracle. And
0: we're happy to be with you here today. Jacob, I don't know if you've been reading some pop culture news. But there's a lot of stuff going on out there.
1: I've heard rumblings that there's a doings afoot. <laughs> there's, a
0: doing, there's definitely a doings afoot. I like that. You know, on the heels of Halloween, did you see on Netflix they have that new show, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina?
1: I actually started watching it. Is it good? It actually is. I so, quite enjoyed the first two episodes.
0: So it's like a darker take. On Sabrina the Teenage Witch, right? Oh yeah, it's a little spookier. Well, I guess they've done such a good job <laughs> that um, the real-life Satanic Temple is threatening them with a lawsuit over claims that the show infringed on its intellectual property.
1: <laughs> that is spectacular. <laughs>
0: That's pretty awesome.
1: I can't wait to see if their lawyer is going to show a black a black fingernail polish hair down <laughs> to the middle of his back.
0: So yeah, I feel like I've checked the show out now and then something else that i find interesting because i know that we we both watch better call saul um but an actor who had like a really small role on the show and he's also had small roles in other things like longmire and stuff stuff like that but he has recently confessed that he has been posing as a wounded veteran to book more work because he has he has one arm but the reason that he is missing the other arm is that because he severed it himself during a psychotic episode Ah, he sawed it off, cauterized it. Um, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, he just he just like came out on TV. He did it like 17 years ago. And since then, you know, he was off his medication. And now that he's on his medication and he's in a healthier place, he's like, I can't. This is a terrible lie.
1: Well, okay. first of all, he's never going to work again.
0: I mean, on he, he has acknowledged that like this is the thing I did. But at the same time, you know, there's such a stigma with mental health that he I'm sure people kind of assumed something. And he like he probably leaned into that like, yeah, he's not
1: at all helping any stigmas against mental health. No.
0: He, and that's why he came out now to be like, this is a really serious problem that we should know and you shouldn't have to hide. These chopped
1: things. his arm off. He
0: did. Wow. He did. <laughs> so which
1: do you know which actor it was?
0: The guy with one arm.
1: <laughs> uh, you know what? I wish that would cut it down for I me. Know. I I, actually I don't it must even be know. in
0: the new season of Saul because I haven't seen it yet. I remember a, so. a one-armed guy. So, okay, so that is something. To what start, a way to start. To start what a way to start. Um, and now this week is a pretty big week. Lots of the rumblings of the world is that it is an election week. Yes, it is. Um, so Get out hopefully, and vote, people. Yeah, hopefully everyone's getting out to vote. And I thought, hey, man, voting. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about some books about elections or presidencies and some movies of the same. There's a bunch of those.
1: Yeah, it's a popular theme in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, some good stuff out there too. So would you like to just, let's just do it? Sure.
1: We're going to take this super seriously, I'm sure, as is our usual way.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) That is very good. So the first um, movie that I want to talk about is based on a book and the book is called Game Change by John Heilman and Mark Halperin. Do you know Game Change?
1: I do. I remember it from HBO.
0: Yeah, that it's such a good movie. So it's based, um, it's like a searing behind-the-scenes look at John McCain's uh, 2008 presidential campaign, and John McCain is played by Ed Harris, and about his decision to select Alaska Governor Sarah Palin, played by Julian Moore, um, as McCain's running mate, um... Yeah, to, you know, their ultimate just defeat in the general election just 60 days later of her coming on. So the story is told primarily through the eyes of senior McCain strategist Steve Schmidt, who's played by Woody Harrelson in the movie, who originally had really uh, championed Palin and then later came to very much so regret the choice. Um, But Game Change is great because it really pulls back the curtain on like the intense drama surrounding, you know, not just the McCain team, but also just how our leaders, Like, offers a unique glimpse into their lives and the inner workings of a really historic campaign. Yeah,
1: it was, you know, it gets in depth on what was going on behind the scenes, stuff that you may not have seen. There
0: were some major revelations, I feel. And, I mean, a lot of them were just Palin herself and her... Her like inability to stop referring to vice presidential rival is Senator O Biden. Yeah. Like every time they were like, it is Biden. It is not O Biden.
1: Like these are simple, simple gaffes that you were just choosing not to fix.
0: Yeah, like not understanding that there were two Koreas or things like that. But the so Woody Harrelson was so good at playing the campaign senior strategist Steve Schmidt that when Steve Schmidt saw the movie. Um, he said it was so true to life that he had a real out-of-body experience watching it. I'm
1: not surprised. Woody Harrelson, that, he's one of the top actors out there. I love he watching is, And Julian movies.
0: Moore is amazing. Like When well, when that, that was originally cast, I really didn't see it. I didn't think she was going to be able to kind of, not that she's not talented, sure. but I'm like, oh, I don't see that is a good match. But she was great. We're actually going to do a, um, a short clip through it where Woody Harrelson's character is kind of prepping her for an upcoming debate.
1: Let's do it. Um, let's start with something simple. Uh, how do you plan on maintaining our alliance with Great Britain on Iraq, even though support for the war there is at an
0: all-time low? I think the United States has always maintained a great relationship with the Queen, and John McCain will continue to have
1: an open dialogue with her. Uh, governor, the Queen is not the head of government in England. She's the head of state. Well, then
0: who's the head of government?
1: The Prime Minister.
0: <laughs> okay, so yeah, that well, you
1: know I'm not. I'm not that one. I'll kind of give. I can understand not knowing the difference. You know, she's
0: you, a definitely a governor. Yeah,
1: she was a governor. You probably <laughs> should, should understand probably. that. Your normal person, maybe you know, that's all right. You don't know the Queen doesn't run the country. Fine.
0: Yeah, we've maybe, we have perhaps lowered the standards on what is, you know, required to know at this point. But moving on, what else? What else should people be watching and reading?
1: All right. So I decided to go with a movie that really captures the tenor and tone of American politics. Mm. And that is The Campaign with Zach Galifianakis and Will Ferrell. Did you see this movie?
0: I did see it. I wanted to like it perhaps a little more than I did, but it did have some real gems.
1: Oh, so. I, of course, love the wackiness of these kind yes. of things. This is a Jay Roach movie, who's the guy that did like the Austin Powers movies. Basically, mm-hmm. if you see his name attached to stuff, you know you're about to get some zaniness. <laughs> and it's a movie about Will Ferrell plays an uh, incumbent uh, Democratic candidate in a solid Democratic um, region. So no matter whoever wins the primary is going to win. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, he gets on the bad side of like the famous, like a Koch brothers-esque kind of duo. Mm-hmm. And then they decide that they're going to get one of their friend's son, who's played by Zach Galifianakis, who's just kind of like this local dope that everybody knows. And they're like, we're just going to put a whole bunch of money behind this guy and we're going to gar- get ourselves a real puppet and just put him in Congress. And the f- it sounds like a weird premise as it is. I got oh, any movie that can slip in a Mulrooney Mul- versus McDermott joke constantly. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. I can definitely appreciate but you got to imagine that both Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis are turned up to like twenty in this movie.
0: Yeah, and just doing every stereotypical political move. A lot of attempting to kiss babies, isn't there? Oh, isn't there oh a my baby God. assault involved? There <laughs> this is a I scene remember. where a
1: baby is punched in the face. That <laughs> because I they're
0: trying to kiss.
1: it. Yeah, I was crying laughing. <laughs> yeah, I do
0: remember oh, that. He
1: even got like the knuckle imprints on the baby's <laughs> cheek. Wing. Oh, it's, it's, it's just the best. Okay, so it's
0: good. It's you can watch like Game Change and be like a really serious political movie, and then you know go to something that's a little funnier. Yeah, a little more light,
1: a little wackier. Uh, Don't watch it with the kids. It's a very, it's a very R-rated movie. I
0: think you had them convinced of that at Knuckles in a Baby's Face.
1: In his oh oh, just <laughs> I'm I'm imagining it right now, and it's still like one of the funniest
0: things I've seen. His it eyes is. are lit up, so we know what Jacob <laughs> yeah. enjoys. Okay, so the next one I want to rec- recommend is a documentary called Wiener. Have you seen hey Weiner?
1: Can we say that? Can we say that on the show? I mean,
0: I only allow this because he has to make those jokes in the documentary. So it is about oh. Anthony Weiner, who was a young congressman on the cusp of higher office when a sexting scandal forced his humiliating resignation. So two years after that, he ran for mayor of New York City, betting that his ideas would surpass his indiscretions and mm. he was wrong. <laughs> he's he massively wrong. wrong. So they have like unprecedented access to Wiener and his family and his campaign um team and it's a really thrilling look inside a political comeback turned um meltdown. Um because he's he ends up sending more inappropriate messages yep
1: he kept doing it i don't some, assi- some
0: below the belt ones thus why you know the wiener jokes i mean the I, media
1: i can't i how could you not everybody turns into a five-year-old when you hear those kind of jokes flying yeah
0: out. i mean the film itself it really walks the line between political farce and personal tragedy as it just kind of plunges into this increasingly baffling political campaign and has just unflinching clarity and humor and I mean, if you can sit through it, if you can sit there and watch it without, like, jumping behind the couch to shield your eyes it's just the train wreck you're watching, then, you know, congratulations to you. Because it's not even just the way that he is just ridiculed in the media, but there's also the humiliation that he causes his incredibly smart and loyal wife, uh, Huma Abedin, who worked for Hillary Clinton.
1: And... It's also knowing what's coming, because you know he's going to do it again. Like, gonna you know he's going to do it again,
0: and the crazy part of the whole like second half of the Hillary, Hillary email scandal was emails that like he sent.
1: Yeah, more, like through that Wiener. server.
0: So it was just he did so much damage.
1: I also know that if I was running a political campaign, which I should, why not?
0: Mm-hmm. I uh,
1: would not be hiring whoever ran Wiener's campaign, because the first thing I would say when I walk in there is like, we got to lose the name, dude. You're going to have to like stage it's his
0: name. You're going to have to
1: stage name it up. I don't care. We're going to have to change it. I don't Why no? Yeah, yeah, something. We'll put it a little um I mean, little the, accent mark above the e or something like we got to change it. It's the tragedy
0: was that I really did kind of support his views and he was very passionate and I feel like he had potential but he obviously has a mental deficiency that he can't stop doing um these things. So it is a really good documentary. I have no idea why he let this crew follow him around when he knew what he was doing and the potential of the explosion that it could make. But he did. So it's awesome. Yeah. So you are watching everything firsthand. Really great documentary. Perfect for th- for this week.
1: Oh, oh, my God. Wiener.
0: Why? <laughs> Just why? Why is a great question. I I don't think there's an answer, but. All right.
1: You know what? I like the fact that you went with the documentary, so I'm going to go with a documentary.
0: Copycat. I know.
1: So I'm going to go with The Purge Election Year, which, as we all know...
0: It's not a documentary. What are you talking about?
1: Isn't it, Michelle? Isn't it?
0: (laughs) You're so dumb.
1: So... Everybody knows what the Purge movies are. They're actually a quite enjoyable horror franchise, believe it or not. I
0: only saw half of the first one.
1: Well, the first one's the worst one. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they get kind of crazy. The first one's a little boring. It's, you know, people hiding out in a um, house. They really expand the world since then. It's even got a TV show on USA now. Really? It does.
0: I am really curious as of to what the Purge election one is about.
1: Well, okay, so the movie is... um, It's a continuation of the second movie, so it's kind of a pseudo-sequel because they have some returning characters. Okay. Um, Basically, what it is is the new founding fathers basically decided that for 12 hours, or 24, I always get them mixed up, that all crime is gonna be legal. You can do whatever you want, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, this is an election year and the person running who looks like they have a chance to win is running on a platform of ending the purge. Mm. So it is a situation where the guys who are in power are like, you know what? For this one night, because usually there's actually rules to The Purge, which people don't know. One of which is you're not allowed to kill political figures. Okay. But they're like, you know what? We're going to suspend that rule for one year, just for this year. And, you know, they just try to send people out to get her.
0: So everyone's going to try to kill this presidential nominee because she wants to get rid of The Purge.
1: Yes. Okay. But it just so happens that her her security detail is run by the hero from the second movie, who's Mm. like a total... Was an awesome, like, just a, you know, all-around tough guy, hero character. And he's basically spending the whole movie defending her from waves and waves of people. Okay. With the promise that if she wins, she's going to end the purge.
0: Is this really entertaining or is it Jacob entertaining? I need to know. There's a difference.
1: Well... That uh, was Jacob Entertaining, unfortunately, makes Buko at the box office. So <laughs> yeah, this was a very, very successful movie. If you like action, f- horror, violent movies, right. you'll love it. If you want character um, structure and development and great this cinematography, is this is not the movie for you.
0: No, wait, is this a Buffalo movie? No,
1: no, no. No, that's, that's the, not the one. Was that's told. the newest one. That's the first Purge. Oh, okay. Which I they filmed right around my house, which makes me think I need to move.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right, well, I might check it out. I actually... It's, they're worth
1: it. They're worth checking out. They're,
0: Halloween's over, though, so... They're, they're
1: short. They're like 90 minutes. You're in and out of there.
0: Okay. All right. Just how I like it. All right. Um, the next one, have to mention because this was such a, a hugely important book when it came out, um, Primary Colors oh. by Joe Klein, which was originally published um, anonymously, but then as the years went by, uh, his name came out attached to it, and then it was also made into a film.
1: Believe it or not, the library actually does have a copy of that under anonymous for the author.
0: Is that right? Mm -hmm. Look at that. A little bit of history there. So it is a really funny, wise, and dramatic story with characters and events that resemble, you know, some familiar real-life figures.
1: There is some overlap, I would say, with some people of the times.
0: Yeah, it's definitely an adaptation of, like, Bill Clinton's 1992 run for the (coughs) White House. Um, And then... There's young Henry Burton in the film, and he's tapped to oversee the presidential campaign of Governor Jack Stanton, who's played by John Travolta. And it's about Burton is pulled into this politician's colorful world um, and kind of looks on as Stanton, who has a wandering eye that could be his downfall, and contends with his ambitious wife, Susan, who's played by Emma Thompson. And then... um,
1: Emma Thompson, the Cape Lanchette of her day. I would say
0: okay that works and then Billy Bob Thornton is in it too is like his unspoken advisor so big film really big book I, I highly recommend checking it out but it's pretty funny
1: it's yeah it's surprisingly enjoyable it's yeah. a pretty it's a serious but funny movie both at the same time which are always a good combination
0: exactly yeah a little bit of, of satire mixed in there but some um, real events
1: I'm always amused when I see Travolta actually you know be a good actor it Mm -hmm. happens so rarely he actually I believe he got an Oscar nomination for this movie
0: wow yeah so okay um
1: yeah it's an all-star cast especially looking at you know Emma Thompson Billy Bob Thornton. even back then they were pretty big names oh definitely so I think Billy Bob had already won his Oscar by then
0: I feel like that whole film was a really there was a big deal around it because of the book and the whole scandal and everything yeah
1: and it's a good well-made movie I can't remember the director but I feel like yeah, pretty You'll
0: remember manga. in like 10 minutes, you always do that.
1: I always do right after the show. Not before I go on Wikipedia or anything. <laughs> yeah, <kinda> right. Like, <laughs> like all of a sudden it comes to me <laughs> and I'm like, that's right.
0: So what else What else do you have?
1: Um, I am going to go with Wag the Dog, another oh, book slash movie combination. Yes, it is. So this one is a movie stars Robert De Niro and uh, Al Pacino. Robert De Niro plays like a political strategist for the president who has a I think there's like a child sex scandal or a prostitute scandal or something going on. I can't
0: remember exactly.
1: So then he is, his job is to try, and there's an election in like a week. So Robert De Niro's idea is we just need to distract the public for one week and have them not think about this sex scandal and just go and vote. And then after that, we'll do whatever we got to do and deal with it then. Maybe nobody will remember. So he decides to create a a imaginary war with Albania and then goes (laughs) and... Hires Uh. Al Pacino, who's the top producer in Hollywood, to help him fake a war, basically, with, you know, graphics, special effects, just kind of like putting stuff in the media that's just not true. Um, And uh, it's just a whole thing about how they just manipulate the public. For their own short-term personal political gains.
0: I feel like... And how
1: kind of easy it can be if you do it correctly.
0: Oh, totally. Like, people just fall right into it. I remember hearing the whole conspiracy, and I'm not saying either way. I have no idea. But when the Clintons had all that Whitewater stuff that was going on, and then his scandal came out at the same time, and there was talk that maybe that was a wag the dog of, like, the sex scandal, they did just because that took all of the attention off of Whitewater and onto that. So who knows?
1: There's also, uh, wasn't um, like Kosovo and stuff around that same time where like the Clintons were like bombing uh, Milosevic, I believe. There you go. I'm busting out old school politics (laughs) on you people. (laughs) But I do believe that was kind of around the same time too. So there was like a sort of an an analogy there between the two as well. So So who knows? And yeah, it's just a great... Oh, again, that's another one that makes me sad. Back when Pacino and De Niro were real actors and not weren't just Pacino and De Niro. I mean, they themselves. aged.
0: I think that's just a very natural thing. They've done so many good films. We can't just judge them now because they're old and not as good. Well, they're you, just classics forever. Mm, I, oh, I, I, I he's I'm, murmuring. Yeah, that
1: yeah I'm going to grumble about that one because like.
0: I'm S- in the dark.
1: Oh, <laughs> Senta- oh, man. I was reading, like, uh, Scent of a Woman when he won Best Actor for that. And I was watching, because I was watching Unforgiven. And Clint Eastwood was nominated for Best Actor. And mm-hmm. I was like, the hoo-ha performance beat this for Best Actor? It was, just I do love
0: Scent of a Woman, but I do know what you're talking about.
1: We're going to be fighting over that. You don't bad, like that movie at all? A bad movie.
0: Man. I'm in the dark. I could do that. Name me
1: <laughs> one line that Chris O'Donnell says in that movie. Who is the star?
0: He cries and he uh-huh. says... Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: <Nothing>. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Um, I'm going to talk about a film that I know you love, Jacob, and is good for this time, but Election.
1: I do love Election. I
0: know you do. So, the story of Election is about um, Jim, who's played by Matthew Broderick, and he is a well liked high school government teacher. Um, but he can't help but notice that successful student Tracy Flick, who's played by young Reese Witherspoon, Uh, uses less than ethical tactics to get what she wants um, when she runs for school president. And Jim feels that she will be a poor influence on the student body and then convinces Paul, who is like a dim-witted but popular student athlete, to run against Tracy. And then when she becomes aware of Jim's secret involvement in the race, they have this kind of bitter feud sparked from that. And it is a super funny, dark glimpse into like the cutthroat world of student elections.
1: It gets dark in that movie. That it, is a dark movie.
0: It does. And I feel like it proves that even small elections can get dirty. Oh, yeah. And it's done really well.
1: It, it's just a, such a fun movie, too. Like, it's, it's, some of the stuff I don't feel like is supposed to be funny, but it just becomes funny because of the whole situation around it. Oh, definitely. Just watching Matthew Broderick, because I always like movies where you could tell a guy's going through a rough time by how terrible, how good they look at the beginning of the movie (laughs) compared to how terrible they look by the end. And he just looks like a shell broken person by the end of this movie. What I really
0: like, too, is that you can end that movie and be like either everyone was a hero or no one was the hero of that film. It's kind of split because you're like, oh, he's the hero, the teacher. And then you're like, no, he's not. And then like Tracy is, no, she's not. And then the the cool girl at the end, (laughs) like she is so a uh, really like good film definitely worth checking out and it's really fun seeing just young Reese Witherspoon it she's is. Like a little baby
1: You're, oh man I remember the first time I saw her was uh, in freeway like this old oh H-boy wow movie. yeah freeway you know, that's a good movie That is, that's one she's that, good in that Everybody forgets about like that's the first one I saw and I'm like hey
0: who's this girl she, oh, might, yeah. be,
1: she might be making moves down the line there
0: she definitely she definitely made some moves I know she she's has one that of your favorites. new Apple um. I'm not going to say she's one of my favorites. I'm going to say that's incorrect. But I do like her, but I can't give her that title. But I know she has a new Apple show coming out. Yeah. Where she's getting like a million dollars an episode for that, so.
1: Apple's weird.
0: That's cool. They're
1: apparently not <laughs> letting you do anything that's not like PG on that network. It's really weird what they're doing. Uh. Not even Disney's doing not going that far. Well, that's a that's a discussion for another time. We don't care because you shouldn't be going to streaming sites. You should be coming to your local library, anyways, <laughs> there everybody. It is, there we got better is. stuff. Go with physical media.
0: That's true. We all support it. What else?
1: All right, I'm gonna go with a dual threat—one that has both an original and a remake—with the Manchurian Candidate.
0: Oh, also a book by Richard Condon. I did not know it was a book. Oh yeah, that's how it started out.
1: Oh, isn't isn't the Day of the Condor guy? He might be.
0: He might be. Don't ask me the hard questions. It's (laughs) early. So,
1: okay, the Manchurian Candidate, um, the original one starred Frank Sinatra, the remake starred Denzel Washington, um, is about a candidate who was a former soldier that is basically being brainwashed and used by a shady um, cabal, basically, to their own ends. They're basically just using him. He's like an empty vessel. Mm -hmm. They're basically just using him to get elected so that way they can push their agenda on everybody.
0: There's some some Russian interference in that. Yeah. So in that presidential campaign. That's yeah, what's happening the, in the film.
1: Yeah, they're like, let's go take care of this. It's totally not at all going to be, you know, everybody's going to believe it. But then there's one dude who, and, you know, let's say Denzel for the sake of argument. Is, well, uh,
0: it's the Frank Sinatra character. Sure.
1: I didn't... Uh, we'll get into the discussion, which is better. It's Frank. the
0: Captain Bennett Marco. Was oh, is that his name? the character's name? Thank yeah.
1: You. I'm not good with characters.
0: But he was brainwashed, too. Like, they were all brainwashed.
1: Yeah, because they got, like, captured during a... Uh, when they were in the military In together. the
0: Korean War. The, yeah. They were... Captured Kore- by communists and brainwashed.
1: Korean War in the original, hierarchy war in the second one.
0: Oh, is that right? I never saw the remake. Yeah, the remake. I guess that um, that makes sense.
1: Leo Schreiber is the Manchurian candidate in the yeah. second one. So they
0: brainwash much. him, but then the one guy is like really brainwashed, but then Frank Sinatra starts kind of piecing it together. Yeah,
1: it starts like the wall starts breaking down. They start remembering, and then it's basically a race, because the guy looks like he's going to win. It's a race to make sure that he doesn't become uh, the president by any means necessary, or vice president, I believe it is.
0: Yeah. So, you know, what I think is one of the highlights in the original film is that there's a senator, and he's claiming that the communists, he's talking about the communist influence in the government, and so they're asking, like, for numbers, like, how many people. And he jumps from, like, 207 to 104 to 275 and then ends up settling on, like, 57. Which is crazy because in reality, like Joe McCarthy was known for just always switching the numbers to what kind of fit that moment Mm -hmm. of like what was more dramatic and that it shows that like in politics, publicity is often far more important than facts. And I feel like that kind of comes out uh, in the film and book.
1: Kind of comes back to wag the dog as well. It's kind of all you got to do is just just convince enough people. Yeah. And you're good to go.
0: But still, get out and vote. Yeah, <laughs> that's really that's important. We don't I hope we're not dissuading you from that. So um, I have some more films, but I'm going to throw a couple books in just so that I don't run out of time. So this is a really great book. Crazy title that I'm going to drop here, but still a really good book. I love so, when you
1: do these. I'm to see if you can nail
0: it. Oh, no. It's called um, Rat eft Like, oh so asterisk asterisk you know you got it, you I got it and yeah. it's the true story behind the secret plan I know you can to steal that, America's way. democracy and it's by David uh Daly and it's about gerrymandering which on the inside like inside political term is rat effed so yeah. This book was came out in 2016 and it discusses the efforts by some Republican political operatives, which included at the time Karl Rove and Ed Gilebsi, um and Chris Jankowski to exploit redistricting processes around the United States in order to gain greater control of the American Congress. And it was under this project called Red Map. So it kind of, the book pulls the curtain back on you know is considered like one of the greatest heists in American political history of the redistricting to kind of determine where votes are going to go. Um, it's st- it's a huge deal now. It has been for a while. I'm pretty sure North Carolina just ruled that the the gerrymandering and redistricting in their state is unconstitutional. But they feel that it's too close to an election to fix it right now. Oh, of course. So they're going to wait and fix it later. So if you are unfamiliar with this kind of term, um, and you're like, what are you talking about? Like redistricting and voting? it This is a- incredibly crucial to check out and to read. Really, really fascinating. I think it was Wisconsin where I was reading one, where just as this example that in these two elections, um, both Democrats got more votes. So... All the humans voted in the state. The Democrats got more votes, but the way that they had redrawn the district lines, both Republicans were elected into office. So that's a really fascinating you know, thing that just we need to be kind of talking about more.
1: Yeah. Happens a lot these days.
0: Yeah, so again, check out the book by David Daly. I'm not going to say the title again. So what do we do? Actually, let me throw one more book in. Yeah, go for it. Another one is called Give Us the Ballot. It's the Modern Struggle for Voting Rights in America by uh, Ari Berman. And it's just like what happened after the dramatic passage of the Voting Rights Act in 1965 and kind of the turbulent forces that were unleashed from that. It's a really groundbreaking narrative history and... Um, He kind of talks about the transformation of American democracy under the Voting Rights Act and then the counter-revolution that sought to limit it from the moment that the act was signed into law. Um, There's a lot more I can talk about that book, but, you know, we're running out of time. So that's a really good one uh, to check out. Really um, meticulous research and in-depth interviews kind of give us this first comprehensive history of this kind, I would say
1: oh so many good election books so so little time
0: yeah and i mean this talk. is a really big political and civil rights issue of our time so it's definitely worth you know learning more about that yeah do you want to do one more um yeah, yeah i'll go with, i'll
1: go with the dual threat real quick everybody hurts about really? um go check out all the president's men the uh the movie i believe there's a, it's also a book okay. about um you know the whole white water scandal. white, white, white water wasn't it
0: Whitewater—that's the Clinton one. Why? Oh, I Watergate. Like, that's what I it was is. like, I was not going to tell you. I was, I was gonna like, wait I'm going to get it. Something, something
1: with a W. So uh. it's basically about how um, Woodward and Bernstein came about the facts about the Watergate scandal in the Nixon administration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, involving Deep Throat, their little undercover guy, who they have. Their n- little announced undercover guy. Who they dis- Who they have <laughs> announced who it was? And they did yeah. eventually come out with who it was. And if you like movies about people running in a newsroom, and I know I do, this is definitely the movie for you because, boy, oh, boy, are they packing on the miles.
0: I do. I like that. Just
1: rushing around. Hey, and
0: Bob is still relevant. I mean, he had a book that just came out.
1: That's true. And hey, remember newsrooms? They were a thing. Yeah,
0: they were they were a thing before they became BuzzFeed. But I guess that's it. I have a We have a lot more um, films. You want to save it for the next election?
1: Yeah. We All can right. do that. They have them every year. So. <laughs> you're,
0: you're real great. So tell people where to get stuff.
1: So... Everything we talked about here on All Booked Up is going to be available at your local library. It's 37 branches, so feel free to come down and check them out. In a we,
0: bookmobile. Boop, boop, boop. That's just, right. The bookmobile will be coming
1: around. to you.
0: Maybe. Um, Somewhere. Yeah, You know, there's only
1: one of them, but they're driving around. You could see me and Michelle's faces on the back oh, of it. Oh, don't tell we people are that. Please.
0: Alright, moving on. Um, <laughs> okay, so a couple of facts to end the day, and obviously it's going to be about elections. Of course. But I don't know, you probably know this, but that the American vote wasn't always limited to Tuesdays by law like it is now. Really? Yeah, instead so it's a it's a holdover from the nineteenth century when farmers were forced to travel long distances to their polling stations and they needed enough time to make it back and home in time for the market on Wednesday.
1: Just like daylight savings time. Uh, farmers are ruining do, our lives. We do
0: a lot for the farmers. And um, so important to to get out and vote because Sadly, we have one of the lowest voter turnouts um, in developed countries. We're 31 out of 35 um, on that list. So
1: Take that, Bora Bora.
0: But people in France and Sweden don't need to worry about making time to register ahead of election day because the government automatically registers voters when they're eligible in France.
1: Imagine that. So as that. soon
0: as they turn 18... Yeah, like...
1: Like when you have to fill out your draft card. Imagine if the two did the same thing.
0: It's really amazing. And in Australia, every Australian over 18 is required by law to register to vote and to participate in federal elections. Anyone who doesn't show up on election day is fined $20 and failure to pay the fine results in even steeper penalties, so up to like about $180, and can result in a criminal charge. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's great. You should. Like I totally great. support that. You're um, automatically registered, and you have to get out and vote.
1: You should be able to vote on your phone. You should be. They should just send some you a text message and be like, "Who do you vote for?" Some Dang.
0: countries do have that too. I mean, there's a million ways you can do it. Like governments get creative in places where literacy is an issue. So in Gambia, citizens cast their votes by dropping marbles into color-coded metal drums with pictures of the candidates because they have such um, a high literacy rate. And each drum is rigged with a bell, so which the marble, after it's dropped in, it rings the bell so that they know if a bell ends up ringing more than once, they know that someone's broken the rules and they can you know what? That, Maybe so that'll
1: be a way to get these millennials out to vote. We'll give them something fun to do. Something cute, Maybe some hairballs, or like here's some free mustache wax and go throw your. Well, it in the seems bucket. like
0: this is the highest yet. It's gone from about 26 uh, percent, I think, was the last highest for young voters in like 1992 or something. Um, and then they say it's up to they're assuming about 40 percent. I don't know. We I, will see. No but everybody, Tuesday, no get on out. Get out and vote, people. Get on out and vote, and we will catch you next time.
1: See ya. <laughs>